0: You're listening to Women in Leadership Podcast, Episode 10. Hi, I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership podcast, the podcast that empowers you to reach your full potential, whether you're already in a leadership role or maybe you are an aspiring leader. Joining me on today's show is Alison Vidotto, and Alison is the CEO of Vidotto Group and Push Leadership and Business Training. She's the author of the award-winning leadership book, 22 Leadership Fundamentals. She's a keynote speaker, leadership and business trainer. She's also the founder and director of the Australian Charity for the Children of Vietnam, CCB a small NGO that works with blind and disadvantaged children living in poverty in Vietnam. She's a mother of six, very passionate about leadership, and Allison believes that we all have the potential to lead. Now, on today's show, Allison's going to share. It doesn't matter where you come from. What matters is what you do with the resources you have available, where you are going. We all have the potential to lead. Keep learning why professional education is imperative, as well as the importance of having strong systems in place. So welcome to the show, Alison. Hi,
1: Anne-Marie. Great to be here. Thank you
0: for having me. You're welcome. So Alison, you're the CEO of a leadership and business training group. You're the founder director of a charity, author, speaker, mother of six, the list goes on. What a wonderful role model that you can successfully juggle leadership roles as well as all of those other areas of your life what would you say and this might be a really big question but what do you believe has allowed you to achieve this while also maintaining that balance and sanity
1: Um, i don't know about the balance and sanity (laughs) um i think i think the reality is for me Mm. i when i was learning all about leadership you know you see it in everyday life Mm. You know, lead, there's women leading families, there's communities leading PNCs in schools. Working in Vietnam with people who, you know, have been oppressed and living in poverty and they're blind. Many of the people we work with are blind. Mm-hmm. Seeing them step up and take leadership roles, I realized that leadership, it's not a position, it's in the person. There's skills that we develop in ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we just bring that leadership aspect of ourselves to the table.
0: You say that it doesn't matter where you come from. What matters is what you do with the resources you have available and where you're going. We all have the potential to lead. So for someone who's listening that this is a new concept and an inspiring one, what would be some things that you would want to share with her? I think believe in yourself. Nobody is born a leader.
1: You know, when we look at, at the most successful and high profile leaders, they've worked on those skills. Mm. You know, they've built that company. They've developed those positions. So we really are capable and there's a lot of research now. Bill George in particular has done a, a lot of research to show that leadership is something that we develop Mm. you know leaders are made so i you know like i said i mentioned the blind people that i work with and i've seen young blind people who you know there's a, a young woman in particular who comes to mind totally oppressed totally isolated for many years saw the opportunities, embraced those opportunities, really worked on herself and developed her skills and actually looked at what leadership was. And, you know, she's really powered ahead. And I I think that that is a capability any of us can develop. Mm.
0: Yeah, and I think that that is such an inspiring message because so many uh, women I've heard them and it's really unfortunate when you hear oh well I'm not a leader or I'm not in a leadership role in within their workplace. However, they have the you know the opportunity and the ability to influence, to empower, to inspire their fellow colleagues and and, uh, no matter what, whether you're talking in corporate or whether you're even doing life, you know. It's so true. The reason
1: I wrote a leadership book was because when I was studying leadership and I I did an MBA a few years ago, Mm. You know, most of the leaders that were profiled in the text that I read were incredibly successful, high-profile CEOs of huge corporations or entrepreneurs, you know, with billions of dollars. Mm. And and it didn't really relate to a mum of six in Brisbane mm-hmm. you know, developing her leadership skills. And then when they break down what makes a leader, you know, I thought, well, I, I know people like that. Mm. I know all over the place that are, are actually they have those core capabilities and they're using it and they're influencing people and they're doing good
0: and we don't
1: need to be this hugely successful high profile person to be a fantastic leader
0: and and I will get you to share what what were some of the core those those capabilities are you able to share those for people who think oh i wonder oh, if sure. hmm.
1: what i've actually done is um I've pulled them right back to six and I've actually developed a leadership model that I'm working on yes. for those six things. And like if you look at authentic leadership and your true north and the research that was done actually proved and, and they profiled, I think, 125 very successful leaders. You know, their their followers and team had bought into their purpose and vision and, mm-hmm. you know, they'd built trust and loyalty and were very successful And they found that when they studied all these leaders, they couldn't profile a successful leadership profile because it doesn't exist. Some were men, some were women, some Mm -hmm. were old, some were young, some were introverted, some were extroverted. You know, what it actually comes down to is that being authentic. they, They present themselves, so there's
0: not that work person and that home person. Yes, they are that person. We were talking about authenticity, particularly as women. So often we feel that, oh, okay, now or we think, now that I'm in a leadership role, I need to put on this whole leadership cape and show up (laughs) like this and, and be like that. And what we were saying is that a lot of women who do unfortunately do that can end up burning themselves out because they're not stepping in and allowing themselves to show up as authentic and allowing their natural strengths and those characteristics to shine through and inspire and empower their team. Oh,
1: absolutely. And, and putting on that cape or that
0: mask, and that's hard work.
1: That's going to wear you out, you know, carrying this extra persona. And we've got those strengths. We've got those gifts. You mm. know, we share who we are. So I think being authentic is very, very important. People need to know who they're dealing with consistently. Strategy is vitally important. Mm-hmm. You've got to know not only where you want to go so we need that vision we need that purpose but we also really need to know exactly how we're going to get there a strategy is very important that influence you know if I think it's John Maxwell who says you know if you don't have influence you're not leading because you have no followers you're just going for a walk you've got to get people to buy into you and you've got to have that influence Purpose goes without saying. I don't think there's much point to anything without a purpose. Emotional intelligence is very important. You've got to have that self-awareness. You've got to really know yourself. Self-leadership, you know, I think that leadership does actually begin with the self. So everything you ask of of others, are you following that yourself? Mm. And, of course, there's resilience. You need to be really resilient. I think resilience, particularly for
0: women, is very, very important. How many times have we aimed for a goal? We put our heart and soul into it. We worked so diligently and unfortunately we were not able to achieve it. Or maybe we're putting our goalposts so high there's no way anyone can achieve it. But so often as women we get that self-criticism, don't we? Oh, I'm, I didn't make it. I'm failing. Oh, people are going uh-huh. to think worse of me. And I love that you said that resilience. Bounce back. I mean, really uh-huh. when we think of inventors – how many oh. times, hundreds and hundreds, and in fact, sometimes yes. thousands, they just oh. kept at it, didn't they?
1: They, they just kept going. I think it was, um, you know, there, there's a whole sequence of quotes and things. Michael Jordan
0: mm. failed
1: to get into the high school basketball team. And, <laughs> yes, and my goodness. Miles. And if you've got your purpose and you've got your vision lined up and you've got a strategy, it's easier to be resilient because you can actually see that it's part of the journey. You know, no journey is all smooth sailing. Mm. So if you've got that strategy, you can see the whole road. And you think, well, that's been a bit of a stumble. Get back up and
0: keep going. You know, as you're you're sharing that, and I, what we'll do is we'll create an infographic because I love all of those um, six things that you shared. We'll create an infographic and we'll pop it up on the show notes. So that people can download that they can put it as an image on their um desktops or just print it out and then they can certainly uh refer back to that you know as leaders often uh and this can be for men and women but I think women are particularly good at doing this we think that we need to know it all and and therefore that that is an incredible uh pressure that we put on ourselves and I know some of the other guests have shared and i love to hear your words that we don't need to know it all or, or have all of the answers in fact you know if you can empower and inspire your team to share their brilliance and their strengths to support and collaborate to the, t- to the team. I think that that really just shows the the, the strong characteristics and confidence self-confidence oh. as you as a leader that you don't mind saying to your team, well, I'm not sure. let's let's do some brainstorming. What's the best way? What ideas have you got? Yes Oh,
1: absolutely. And you know that comes down to that self-awareness mm. you know knowing your strengths. And focusing on them rather than, you know, weaknesses or, oh, I need to be better at that. And also, too, authentically, you know, trying to fudge that you know or you're great at something you're not. Mm. People aren't silly. You know, they can usually see through it at some point. Whereas if you say, look, I really don't know, but I can find out. Yes. Or I can get somebody who's fabulous at that to work with me. And it gives other people an opportunity to shine too. You can't be great at everything.
0: Now, one of the topics that has come up time and time again, probably because I bring it up because this really annoys me and and I'm happy for you to jump in and, and share too. Yesterday, I read a graphic that said, keep emotions out of it. It's just business. But you know what? Men and women, we have emotions. Now, I'm not talking about being over-emotional, but I think in dealing with people and dealing with your team, recognising that they have emotions too, to create an environment in which they feel safe and able to step forward. But, you know, when we are respectful, we've got that compassion. Again, that falls under the, the element, you know, the point five of emotional intelligence. We just cannot completely wipe out and disregard people's emotions particularly your team yes what do you think oh,
1: absolutely the thing is if it's purely business and
0: you keep all the
1: emotions out then you're not going to get the whole person mm. engaged mm-hmm. and you know we say it's business to business but it always comes down to person to person you know where people and people have real lives and they have different things go on in their lives, and actually acknowledging that if, if somebody's having a particularly bad day or a hard time or they mm. feel emotional about something actually showing a bit of empathy and talking it through does a whole lot for building the relationship with them building the trust and the loyalty and yeah I don't think it's going to work in today 's world to to cut out the
0: emotional i mean we're emotional beings aren't we yeah and i think as women there are certain things and again i am generalizing and but when i say that i uh, you know don't mean to discredit men of course but we do bring to the table you know that nurturing that ability to be empathetic to people um to have that compassion and i think when we harness that when we take the best of that and are an able to empower and inspire our team, that then encourages them to be the same and likewise and to collaborate. And I think when you have that real push, push, push and, you know, ignore, ignore and, and conquer and all that kind of stuff, we it really can wear us out, can't it? And even your team, because you, if you're not showing up as the best person because you're trying to, to put, as you said, put a mask on, that is draining and it's certainly going to inhibit your ability to be the best leader that you can.
1: So true. Absolutely. Mm. And also, too, I think, you know, really understanding that life happens. People are real. You know, they they come to work, they give their best, and if other things are going on mm. and they're comfortable enough to say to you, look, I'm, I'm really having a bad week or, you know, there's been something going on with that, it
0: opens up the communication to a greater depth. If we have a look at someone's behaviour, even if it's quite direct and comes across as unfeeling and uncaring, if we boil it right down and take it right back, that person has behaved in that way or taken that action driven by some form of emotion, whatever it is, anger, annoyance, uh, sadness, you know, so no matter whether you're a man or a woman, the action and behaviour that you are now exhibiting is the the symptom or is the cause of an emotion so that whole thing that women are emotional uh, men are too they just exhibit it in a different way so women embrace that but bring the best of you uh, and if that you know to show compassion and empathy to your team because they certainly uh, and I've heard time and time again Alison and you may have found this too from from your team that when you create an environment like that they will do. They will go to the ends to, to deliver, to support, to to put their hands up, um, and and so it, that's really encouraging.
1: Oh, it's so true. They they really do buy into the vision of what you're doing yes. because they feel as though they're a part of it.
0: One of the things that you've said earlier was about um, you know leaders are not born, but you know there's there's different skills and strengths that can be developed, can be learned and trained. Also, what's important that you say is the continual learning. So when we do achieve to to a certain leadership role, and remember we said you're a leader no matter where you are at, talk a little bit more about that continual learning and why that is so important for us. Well,
1: I think continuous improvement is, is vital. Leadership is a dynamic process. Times are changing, things are changing. I think to actually steer others you've got to be improving yourself all of the time mm. and it can be a formal structured course it can be you know self development professional development learning about social media but i think always adding to your skills i'm a perpetual student i've been a student forever still still me studying too. at the
0: moment me too i love it and
1: yes <laughs> me too me too and what i do i learn i understand it and then I share it with my team, mm-hmm. and then I usually delegate it, particularly if it's business-focused, so that if they have issues with anything, I can relate to where they're coming from with it. Yes. It's a bit difficult when you've got no clue what somebody's talking about and they're really having a hard time. So it gives you a lot more insight as a leader when you've actually done a bit of the hard yards yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to build the skills of your team because, you know, we have a very strong ethos of continual improvement for everybody in the organisation. We really embrace the whole learning new skills and, and we've had people that we've hired as a junior receptionist out of school, And they've ended up being a real key player in the team. Mm -hmm. And we've now got to a point that they're very comfortable coming and saying, you know, I'd really like to learn this. And so we'll juggle things around a little bit so that person can learn those new skills because it's another thing that increases their engagement if they feel that they're growing
0: as well. And I think in this day and age, with um, the marketplaces changing, technology is constantly changing, if we're not keeping our fingers on the pulse and, and, and learning and developing... A lot of the skills and strengths that we have could almost become stagnant and and we certainly don't want that. And uh, let's set an example that we want uh, to have our team also embrace. Something else that you say, Alison, I'd love to just touch on this too. It's the importance of having strong systems in place. I'd love for you to share what you believe have been some key uh, systems perhaps that you've put into place that you've seen have made such a significant impact on your team and and, and on business results. We're extremely well systemized. I spend
1: time in in Vietnam so I can go to Vietnam for three weeks and my business will just keep ticking over Mm -hmm. because it's, it's so well systemized one of the things that's made a huge difference we actually have anything that is worth best is worth having a system and a procedure so that's something we say all of the time mm. so once we have something that we need to do we have a step-by-step procedure for it and that goes into a procedural folder both you know online and um, hard copies yeah it's made a huge difference because even if somebody's away or we get a new staff member, they have a step-by-step manual of every single thing that goes on in our business. Mm. Anytime anything comes up from six months ago, it's easy to access that information. You know, so we don't lose a lot of time. Oh, you know, did I submit that invoice? Where did I actually put that? When it's systemized, it leaves you a lot of time to actually lead your business rather than, you know, the same work on it rather than working in it. Yes. Well, to not be working in it, you need it to be systemized. Mm.
0: And I think one of the most disempowering things to occur for a team member is not being fully aware of how to do something that they feel that they're struggling, they have to, to guess. And let's face it, I mean, I love the way that you've said that things get put down step by step by step, something that you can't monitor and track, you can't improve. Your team member might think, hey, Alison, this is a better way of doing it. There's a new piece of technology. How about we implement that? That's going to save time and and money. So I've got admin staff that will say to me, look, I think
1: this will work better. And, and, you know, sometimes I look at it and go, that's a fabulous idea. And other times I sort of, well, this is why we want to go with it this way. And I'll, I'll sort of explain to them why we've chosen to do it this way. There have been some fabulous things that have come up because others have felt empowered to say you know what I think this is going to work better
0: and you know I think you really empower people when you hand over you delegate certain tasks and, and processes because they're right there on the face doing that that work and and so they may through day in and day out recognize oh I can do it a little bit differently so having created an environment where they feel validated and safe and I use that word because look I'm sure we can all tell horror stories where we've got leaders who you don't really want to approach unless you absolutely have to or because you're scared they're going to bite your head off
1: <laughs> that's or they're going to say who are you to exactly. to come
0: here with ideas mm, exactly that's you my know, role who You to change things yes absolutely uh, which actually does, I, I feel, and I think we've mentioned this in a couple of other shows, if, if a leader does that, that really shows a lack of confidence because if you were that confident and had a level of self-esteem where you felt good in your own shoes, you would embrace people coming forward because ultimately oh. it's going to benefit the whole team.
1: That's so true. And the thing is if you're doing that, you're not really leading because no. leaders grow other leaders. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the idea. Yeah. You know, you do yourself out of a job as quickly as possible mm-hmm. for somebody else to take over so you can be
0: leading and, and expanding. Oh, lots of golden nuggets in the show. So, Alison, you probably got lots of different things that you could share, but what would be one last encouraging words that you would like to leave with people today? I think the most important thing is to
1: actually believe That you are capable of being a great leader. I think that's the most important thing because once you actually realize, wow, I can do that, the rest of it is just learning the skills and gaining the knowledge or the strategies. But that belief that you're a leader i think that's the most important thing
0: so Alison, thank you so much for joining us today it has been a pleasure to spend some time with you if people would like to reach out and get in contact with you what's the best way for them to do that
1: Uh, if they go to my website allisonvedotto.com and i'm on
0: twitter and i'm on linkedin you'll always find me there too. Terrific. (laughs) And uh, so we'll certainly put all of those uh, details on how you can connect with Alison there as well. So now it's over to you. Alison and I want you to join the conversation. Let us know what has been one insight. I know you've got many, but what would be the the biggest insight that you have taken away from today's show? And as always, we like to get into action, implement it. What's the action step you're going to take in the next 24 hours? So to join the conversation, all you need to do is go to annemariecross.com forward slash. Podcast ten leave your comment below the show notes and we both look forward to, to reading your comments. Again, that link and forward slash podcast 10. Now before we go, just an interview tip to help you ace that interview brought to you by our sponsor ace thatinterview.com.au If you're negotiating your salary, never be the first person to state the figure, as this can put you at a disadvantage. Always let the interviewer state their number first and begin your negotiation from there. If they ask you what your expectations are, maybe you could say something like, well, you've had an opportunity to review my resume, you understand my strengths and what I can offer your company. With these things in mind, what salary range are you considering? Now remember, use words that suit your communication style. However, always be clear, be confident when you speak, especially when it comes to negotiating your salary. After all, you are worth it, aren't you? Now, if you've got an upcoming interview or you might benefit from some additional support so you can communicate with confidence and negotiate a salary that pays you what you're worth, check out acethatinterview.com.au for more information. Now that brings us to an end of another show and I do hope that you will join me again next week. Remember, subscribe to our iTunes channel. The link is com forward slash podcast iTunes. By subscribing to our channel means that you'll be the first person to learn about our new episodes and be inspired and empowered every week like you were today listening to Alison. That link again, AnneMarieCross.com forward slash podcast iTunes. While you're over there, if you've got a little bit of time, leave a brief comment and a rating too. That would always be awesome. See you again next week. Make it a great one. Bye Allison. Bye, Anne-Marie. Thank you.